0: Welcome to Courtney for Life, a podcast created to elevate your way of life and guide you to eat with balance, lift with passion, and live with intent. I'm your host, Courtney Estricchi, an entrepreneur, nutrition coach, sponsored athlete, and burger head. Now let's dig into this episode. Hey, strong friends, and welcome to episode three of the Courtney for Life podcast. So right now I'm sitting here in my little office space still in my workout clothes from like four hours ago covered in dirt because I was just at my grandparents I was doing some weeding and my hair is due for its weekly wash so I'm a little bit of a hot mess right now and that is totally okay because no one has to see what I look like just one reason why I absolutely love creating podcasts they are so convenient for me (laughs) so there we go. This episode is a continuation of actually a YouTube series that I started a few months back. Oh yeah, I am way over two for this. So a few months ago on Instagram, I had asked my followers what nutrition myths they wanted me to debunk and I got a whack ton of responses. So what I did is I divided them into categories. If you want to hop over to my YouTube channel, you'll be able to watch part one on macronutrients and part two on types of nutrition. This episode is part three on nutrient timing. So we're going to talk a little more about carb cycling, refeed days, the magical anabolic window, and fasted cardio. So let's get to the questions. Question number one is from Lindsay S. She says, what's the deal with carb cycling and what's the benefits? So carb cycling is a method of dieting that involves planned increases and decreases in carb intake, usually calorie intake as well like with flexible dieting. Depending on both the coach and the athlete, there could be many different protocols used for this method. But I would say the most popular style, and my personal choice, is based on a high-low training split, so higher carbs on training days and lower carbs on rest days. Higher carb days will help to replenish glycogen stores, so your energy, and help improve and increase training intensity. Higher carb days can also increase hormones related to muscle protein metabolism. It can temporarily spike insulin levels to help preserve muscle tissue, and then lower carb days can be beneficial to maximize fat burning. So therefore, in theory, this protocol should allow athletes to build muscle while gaining little to no fat, or even better, build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Carb cycling can be used both for fat loss and weight gain. The major difference is the number of high versus low carb days. So basically putting the athlete in a weekly caloric deficit or a surplus by adding a few low carb days during a gaining program, we give your body a chance to cut some body fat that you might be putting on. And in contrast, by adding a few high carb days during our fat loss program, we can create an anabolic effect and possibly gain muscle and definitely hold on to more muscle mass. So I hope that answers your questions on carb cycling rebecca fit asks or says i've been trying to balance my intake with my output and it's impossible i've decided i think i prefer to eat a little less normally daily and then have a refeed one to two times a week what are your recommendations for refeeds like how many more macros than a normal day so for those unfamiliar with the term refeed or a refeed day think of it like a controlled high calorie day So when we have a cheat day, it's like, eat whatever the hell you want. But with a refeed day, we're still usually adhering to certain macronutrient ranges, which have purpose, but we're providing an increase in calories on a given day. This is often incorporated during a fat loss phase. And again, it could vary depending on the coach and the athlete. So when you're in a caloric deficit for an extended period of time, your energy stores basically run really low. So what we do with the refeed, Is usually boost your carb intake and sometimes adjust your proteins and fats to refill those low energy stores now how much you increase your carbs by on that refeed day is totally going to depend on the person and their goals one thing to take into factor is that if you're in a maintenance phase then a refeed day probably won't benefit you as much as if you were in a fat loss or a diet phase the way i base my client refeed days are completely dependent on the person too what their lifestyle's like currently, what, if any, upcoming events they have, what their diet history is like, how their body responds to different macros, and how many calories that they are currently intaking. Everyone is different, so everyone's going to respond to these refeed dates differently. Personally, I don't like taking them. They aren't something I've really applied much to myself, and it's not something that I would get excited over, so I don't really do them. Again, personal choice. Refeed dates can vary for everyone from one every two weeks to two a week. And I have clients who have different styles of refeeds too. And something similar to a refeed day that I applied with certain clients is called a calorie day, basically just giving them a guide on how many total calories they should be aiming for in a day, and usually with a minimum protein intake to hit. I find these looser days to be much more enjoyable for some clients who are more social, And they're still getting a good range of nutrients in on this day without having to track too meticulously. Now, I know I didn't really answer that question about refeed days, but I hope that this did provide a little more insight on my experience and opinions on refeed days. So the next topic is nutrient timing and Instagram user CMOSFIT says, do you have to eat immediately after a workout or can you wait a little while? I'm always stressing because I'm rushing around trying to get all my meals surrounding my workouts. I'm sure many listeners have heard of the magical anabolic window, and you'll quickly learn why I call it magical. So according to BroScience, it's a period of time after your workout when your body is primed to consume food and shuttle it directly towards your lean muscle mass. Apparently, its estimated time frame is 30 minutes following your workout. To put it simply, this magical window doesn't exist. There's been many recent studies testing whether more protein consumed post-workout will make a difference in muscle mass. And to be honest, nothing really changes. Now again, that was solely protein, like if someone was to chug a protein shake in the locker room right after their training session. Now if we're talking about protein and carbs post-workout, that's going to be a bit of a different story. The consumption of carbs is said to create a large insulin response, which would prevent muscle tissue breakdown. Muscle tissue breakdown is only slightly elevated after an intense workout, and if you're training in a fasted state, then it's going to be slightly more elevated. There have been more studies that have shown that whether you consume a meal one or three hours after a workout, you're going to get the same response in regards to muscle protein synthesis, which completely destroys the 30-minute magical window. Post-workout nutrition is still very important, but really the timing isn't going to make or break you. Just like a good pre-workout meal, a good post-workout meal should contain a mix of protein and carbs. Consuming fats either pre or post-workout have been shown to offer no benefits, or very little anyway. So I always recommend to get most of your carbs pre and post-workout and have more fats throughout the rest of your day. My takeaway from this is that post-workout nutrition is just part of the solution not the full solution. My babe, Boxer Burrito, asks, aside from preferences of foods I want to eat before and after a heavy lift, what does my body need to fuel the heavy workout and recover from a heavy workout efficiently? Awesome question. And I think I just somewhat mentioned that in the last question with the pre and post-workout nutrition. So from what I've studied, both through my certification and personal experience, a decent mix of protein and carbs, both pre and post workout, are going to be most beneficial. Now, exactly what you consume in those meals is going to more so be up to your preference. I like to spread my protein intake evenly throughout the day, so I get about 25 to 30 grams of protein in each of those meals. I like to give anywhere from 40 percent. I cannot talk today. I like to give anywhere from 40 to 60 percent of my daily carb intake. For both of those meals too so again that can vary from 80 to 120 grams of carbs for both of these meals i like more quick digesting carbs nothing that's really going to sit in my stomach and weigh me down when i'm moving fruit rice cakes honey cereal things like that are a little that are a little more sugary or um than starchy are what is going to be optimal for me again lighter options for my preference and that's usually going to include protein powder as well either a whey isolate or a blend from canadian protein Sometimes I like to include intra-workout carbs if I'm feeling tired or need a quick pick-me-up if my session is running long or it's really demanding. And that's almost always a handful of jelly beans, quick, sugary, and delicious. I actually had some jelly beans midway through my workout today. I did some heavy squats. I finished bench press, which was like a huge struggle, and I was just sitting there, I'm like, I need jelly beans. So that helps, that definitely got me through with the rest of my workout. My pre-workout usually consists of rice cakes topped with fruit or honey and a protein powder like pudding-like blend on top. Post-workout is usually a protein smoothie bowl with fruit and cereal. Some people are going to respond differently with different foods, as we all know that. And timing of the workouts are going to make an impact on your food choices as well. I wouldn't want to be eating a huge bowl of fruit at the end of the day if I have an evening workout, so maybe something lighter like cereal and a protein shake would feel better for you. Again, personal preference, try it out, see what works for you, if not, like play around with it. See what's going to fuel your body for the most optimal and the most beneficial workout. It might be a little bit of a guessing game, but honestly, it is so worth it when you do figure it out. So I hope that answers the question. Grace Amy asks, is it true that we should eat most of our carbs after a workout? And again, I think I just covered this question from my last response. That's going to be dependent on your your total carb intake for the day, the time of day, what foods you like, and how serious your training is. I like to recommend somewhere between 40 to 60% of your carb intake between pre and post workout meals, but I understand that that's not always realistic. I would say the more the better. Now, Erin Battistoni, I probably just butchered that, so I am very sorry, (laughs) what's the truth about eating before bedtime well the truth with eating before bedtime is that it's not gonna make you fat whether you eat six small meals throughout the day or two massive meals I always tell my clients that as long as you're getting the macros that are required in order to meet your goals then I really don't care how you eat them I think most of this comes down to your lifestyle and your preference I usually eat my last meal around 7 ish p.m. and I go to bed around nine thirty. I personally like to feel fully digested before I lay down, but I also know that some people who can eat like a full steak dinner at nine o'clock and then crash right up right after. So what works for some people doesn't work for others. But eating before bed, especially when we're talking about carbs, will not make you fat. Um, There was a Instagram, I guess, influencer, this Fitzbo girl that I used to follow and She she always talked about like um, eating disorder recovery and stuff, but then she would always put in this hashtag, skip dinner, make you thinner or something like that. Or like, don't eat dinner, you'll get thinner. And I'm like, no, that's not it. So choose whether you want to eat before bedtime or not. Chell Hamlin says eating most of your calories early in the day. Is this really best? And again, it completely depends on what your daily schedule looks like, how hungry you are, and really how busy you are. For someone who like does intermittent fasting, maybe eating all their calories early in the day will be their choice, and that's totally fine by me, to each their own. I wake up around 5.30, but I don't have my first meal until close to 8 or 9, just because I don't really eat like eating very like first thing in the morning. I've tried it, and I don't really like it, so I don't do it. My last meal is around 7 o'clock at night and I'm very busy throughout the day. So for me to eat most of my calories earlier in the day, it's not going to sustain me for those 10 to 12 hours afterwards. Again, I don't believe that eating two or eight meals throughout the day is going to make or break progress. Totally preference. Again, it's what works best for you and how busy you are throughout the day. If you're on the go in the afternoon and you don't get a break to eat for six hours, then yes, maybe eating most of your foods earlier in the day would be ideal. And grabbing easy protein shakes during those extended periods of time might be better for you. So again, totally depends on the person, depends on their lifestyle. Last question from Needy Lifts says, fasted versus fed cardio. So I'm going to take that as, is fasted cardio better than fed cardio? There is lots of talk about fasted versus fed cardio. And as I dig into this answer for this question, I want to state that Brad Schoenfeld published an article with all the science behind fasted versus fed cardio. I'm just going to skim the lining on this and get down to the facts. So there's two parts of burning fat. The lipolysis process, so in simple simple terms like loosening or waking up the fat, I'm using air quotes there, and the oxidation process, so like the burning process. The actual fat burning process is in the oxidation process. And that's the most important part to remember here. The oxidation process is either the same or better if you eat before cardio. And that's what's proven by studies in Brad's article. The body's thermogenic response. So where the body heats up is better when you eat before. So in short, there's three reasons, as per Brad, why fed cardio is actually better than fasted one. Insulin sensitivity is higher, so you're able to utilize carbs during cardio. Two, you'll have more fuel in the tank. So like I mentioned earlier about protein and carbs for pre-workout meals, if your body has more energy, then that's going to allow you to push even harder, therefore burning more calories. And three, we can preserve muscle. So when cardio is done fasted, you can lose up to twice the amount of nitrogen in in your body, which puts you at risk for muscle loss. As a coach, I don't think I have ever told a client to do fasted cardio, and to be honest, I highly doubt I ever would in the future. I do go for walks in the morning before breakfast, but one, it's steady state cardio. I'm going for a very relaxing walk. Two, I'm not hungry first thing in the morning, and three, I'm not trying to burn fat. So I hope that answers that question. Again, if you want to watch the first two parts of the series, go to youtube.com slash Courtney4life. Let me know if you have other nutrition myths that you're curious about. You can send me an email at courtney.u at Thanks for hanging out with me today. Because podcasts are so new to me, I would love to be able to increase my awareness on iTunes. It would mean the world to me if you could rate my podcast and leave me a review. As an incentive, I want to offer any reviews with 10% off any of my online coaching programs. You can view those options on my website at courtneyforlife.com leave a review, take a screenshot, and send me an email. Thanks again for hanging out with me today and helping me debunk some nutrition myths. Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for joining me. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes. For more beyond this podcast, including my blog, coaching inquiries, and program information, visit my website at courtneyforlife.com. For daily inspiration for health, Fitness and overall well being, follow me on Instagram at CourtneyForLife underscore or search hashtag CourtneyForLife. Until next time.